Stone on air coming up. Completely unsanctioned by the church. Stone on air. Whatever, let's just do this. Stone on air. That's exactly what I wanted to hear. Give human beings opportunity and you'll be absolutely shocked with what people do with it. Stone on air coming up. Stone on air. All right, hello everybody. It is time for the weekly podcast, your download destination, weekly download destination, if you will. This is the most downloaded, the most listened to, the most easily accessible podcast in the city of Chattanooga. Like, share, and always love. Be sure to rate and review if you get a chance. If you don't mind, please. My name is Brian Stone, and this is the Stone on Air podcast for February 8th, 2017. Talk a little bit about that here in just a minute. As a matter of fact, yeah, we're always talking about them damn kids. Them damn kids. Kids these days. Kids these days, man. Can you believe kids these days? Especially when it comes to technology and their mobile devices. Cell phones. Talk about that in just one second. I always used to get really irritated with Jeff Styles, a guy who does a uh, radio show here in town. Used to be a really good one. Uh, these days, I don't listen. So I'm not sure, but in the last couple of years, it's gotten to be pretty boring because he doesn't really care. He doesn't try very hard. And there was a lot of things about the station for the last couple of years that irritated me, uh, and that being one of them. It was a, an incredible waste of talent. And uh, I'm about to be guilty of exactly what would irritate me on a weekly basis in the last couple of years with Jeff is that he regularly would say out loud, he doesn't feel like being here. He doesn't feel like doing this. He would basically say that virtually every single day. Um, me being a junkie for uh, the spoken word format and for radio in general, at least more used to be more for the radio in general. Now it's more just kind of the spoken word thing. Um, I... Uh, I was always like, how can you, how dare you say that? How dare you say that out loud and admit you're hardly trying? And, uh, and, and it, 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 it insulted me almost at times. Well, I'm doing that today. <laughs> I don't feel like doing this today. I really, really don't. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, consistency is king, and every Wednesday is when this show is available, and today is Wednesday. So thank you for uh, finding the show. I think I can stumble through you know a couple of segments in a short uh, podcast today and I appreciate you finding the show and I promise you most times I will not say things like that I'm just saying honestly today just not quite feeling it um, but there are a few things to talk about there's some things to get to I talked about last week that um, extreme and radical politics if you missed last week's clearly easily just go back and listen to it extreme politics don't work they do not work. They will not hold water for long term. And I believe that's where we're at already with the Trump administration. This is not a Trump hating show. This is not a Trump bashing show. I am a Democrat. I've, I've, I've said it out loud and I'm not apologizing for it. But I will be critical when there's a reason to be. And I'm always looking for a different perspective. I did some homework. I said I was going to actually do pen to paper, keystroke to word document 
find some numbers, do some real math, not just going to pick up the USA Today and find some article and comment on it. I'm going to look at actual numbers and percentages of people who are true Trump supporters and to give you an idea of how few there really are. They'll be coming up here at the end of the show in about uh, t- t- 15 minutes or so from right now. February 11th, the Atlanta United and CFC exhibition at Finley Stadium at 3 o'clock. I'm going to have my podcast gear set up all morning and late morning into the early afternoon. Going to record a show out there. I don't even have a guest yet. So uh, just come on by if you want to if you want to say hello and maybe be on a podcast. Come on by. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. And then the U.S. men's national team was here uh, recently. That was really fun, and the stadium looked great. But damn it, if it wasn't as cold as I can remember being outside for a sporting event, I left at halftime. But it looked like it was it looked like it was coming across well as far as the presentation. And I DVR'd it and went back and watched it. It was incredible. It looked great. I watched the whole two and a half, however long hours of the broadcast, and it looked really, really good. So Paul Smith, Finley Stadium, CFC, continue to hit home runs. This is going to be a big year. And the other day, I came up with an incredible idea. An incredible idea. And it involves the CFC. And that's all I'll save now until I talk to, to, to the people involved there and uh, hopefully have some cool announcements. Right now, it's conceptual. It's just an idea. Uh, let's see, 111 million people watch the Super Bowl. That's what Nielsen Arbitron, I guess it's Nielsen, the bull spit they say there where they make you guys really realize how they could put come up with these numbers? It's it's a lot like national polling, like during election season. And we all just were perfect example, exhibit A over here of national polling not telling you the real answer. There's no telling how many people watch a Super Bowl. This is the kind of stuff TV broadcast, TV and radio has been doing for a hundred years. They make numbers up. And then their entire industry, their entire industry is based on selling fraudulent information. You know, radio is even worse. They send out literally pieces of paper in the mail waiting for people to send it back in the mail. And then they somehow do some math based on population and then come up with these bogus fraud numbers and then sell a bunch of advertising on it. That's what makes podcasting so difficult to monetize and become a bigger industry because we can't lie. We can't make spit up. We can't just say, oh, yeah, I got uh, 5,000 downloads every day. Oh, yeah? Can you prove it? Well, no, I can't, but just trust me. Look, on this piece of paper, you see that? It says I have, like, a whole bunch. This is how the TV and radio industry has been doing things for 100 years. It's completely bogus. Used to have a monthly meeting over at the, uh, the old station, and when the ratings would come in, it would be freak out if they were low and over-celebrate if they were high. And I would always say when we'd be away from the meetings, because it was very bureaucratic, so you got to be careful what you say, but anybody who would, like a Jeff or a Bill Lockhart or whatever, I'd be like, this doesn't matter. How are you guys so otherwise pretty intelligent people can't figure out and understand that these numbers don't mean anything? We have a huge listenership. Now, albeit it is a dwindling one at this point, and it's not getting younger. It's only getting older. But there's a huge listenership here. The proof's in the revenue. Don't worry about those stupid numbers in that bogus system. Well, all that to say, they say 111 million people watch the Super Bowl. I bet it was more than that. I bet it was more than 111. They don't have any real way to calculate it. That's why online world is so difficult to monetize. Coming up 
I'll talk a little bit about the Super Bowl and how many people actually supported Don Trump. But real quick before the Stone's Throw segment, who's fixated on Facebook? Addicted to the smartphone? Those are two questions. Who's, a fix, who's fixated on Facebook? Who's addicted to the smartphone? It's not who you think. It's from the uh, Miami Herald. Don't blame millennials for the national Facebook fixation or our society's growing phone addiction. It's Gen Xers. Those between the ages of 35 and 49. I've always said I'm a young Gen Xer. I'm going on th- 37. 35 to 49 years old spend nearly seven hours a week on social media. Millennials 18 to 34 come in second, just over six hours. And then, of course, it's older, it's, it's less. But Gen Xers, the worst generation, the most apathetic, boring, wasted generation in the history of America is Gen Xers. And we had every opportunity to be the most incredible generation, maybe just outside of the what is considered the greatest generation. And we squandered it, trashed it. Apathetic, boring people, man. Boring, boring, boring. So yeah, you get to this. Oh, these kids these days. Oh, they're always on their phone. Look at you, Jack. It's you. It's me. I'm guilty. I'm guilty as hell. It's all of us. It's not kids. People are constantly on whatever their device is: their phone, their pad, their pud, their iPhone, their iDrone, whatever. And then we like then we pawn it off and say, "Oh, all these kids. These these stupid kids." It's not kids, man. It's you. It's me. It's everybody. It's an epidemic. The Super Bowl was an absolute meltdown from a Falcons perspective, and I am not a Falcons fan, and I feel terrible the more I've thought about it for real fans. The difference between fake fans and real fans and the Super Bowl and my heartfelt, heartbroken for you thoughts on the Falcons and the Patriots and the Super Bowl in Stone's Throw. Heads up. It's Stone's Throw. Wait, what? Oh, whoa. Back up the truck. What are you talking about? Is technology making us mentally ill? Look at me. I'm stupid. I can't do math. This is not making sense to the young adult anymore, and they're tired of it. Does that satisfy you? Are you satisfied now? Coming up, I'm going to tell you how many supporters Don Trump actually has and what percentage of the American population that is. But first, we'll start with the Super Bowl. Over the weekend, I am not a Falcons fan. They've actually had a lot of things uh, to laugh at about them over their history. They have a 51-year history. They were very, very laughingstockingly pathetic for a long time. And so I wanted them to lose. And I, I don't care about the Patriots and Tom Brady. I'm, I'm done. I don't care. Win every championship ever. You know, my, my team's the Titans. But the more I, after I watched that game, of course, you, you know how it ended if you, if you care, if you're still listening. And the more I watched it, the more I felt terrible for true, real Falcons fans. And, 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 there, and there's not really a whole lot of real, true sports fans out there. Not as many as, you, as it seems. People have different motivations for caring about sports. And most times, or lots of times, it has to do with gambling lines and degenerates and betting and, and garbage like that. And fan duel and fantasy sports. I don't care about any of those people. And that's fine if that's what you're into. But I don't feel bad for you at all. I don't care about that one bit. But real, true, emotionally connected, emotionally authentic real fans of the Atlanta Falcons, I feel terrible for you. 
You might not ever go to another Super Bowl. You will never know. And being dedicated like that to a, to a team, to a community, to an organization, emotionally, authentically dedicated, I believe is a really good thing. Some people think it's silly and stupid or whatever. It's not. I think it's very, very healthy. A real emotional connection to a sports franchise, I believe, is, is good for Americans' mental health. I mean, I'm being serious. Now, I mean, there's mentally ill people who are overly crazy into sports. That's different. But I think it's, it's something that, especially American males, I really think helps balance out their life. I, I'm a Titans season ticket holder. I, I, pay, I pay more money to go to the Titans, fan, Titans games than anybody you know. And I gladly do it. Because I know that when I go there, and there might be, there's always a little politics, a dash of it here, a little dash of it there in places. I'm not, I'm not worried about that. When I go to these games, or I'm not a season ticket holder of the Atlanta Braves, but I go to a lot of games, I know that I'm with mostly people of like mind. And the guy sits in front of me, his name's Tim, and he's got his two kids. They're getting pretty old now. I mean, they're, and they're teenagers now, but they've been there since they were, you know, I've been going for five, six, seven years now. I don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat. I don't know and I don't care. And he doesn't know or care about mine either. All we know, well, we're at this game and we're having our Sunday afternoon, is that we want this Tennessee Titans team to win. And if that happens, we're all going to be happy. I think having a real emotional, authentic fandom of your team is good for your mental health. So, for you Falcons fans, the real ones, and I know four or five of them. I know four or five of them a lot. And I reached out to them and said, I can't, I can't imagine how you're feeling. And I am so sorry. But I only know a, I only know a few. There's not a whole lot. But I'll tell you what the real fan isn't. The real fan doesn't bet on the coin toss. The real fan doesn't have first and second half over-under betting lines or any other stupid prop bet. Generally, a real, authentic fan's not even going to be at a Super Bowl party if their team's in it. Because this isn't about a party, man. This is about a championship. The real, authentic fan isn't watching, analyzing, or anticipating commercials during the game. The real emotionally authentic fan doesn't have an opinion on the halftime show. He or she doesn't care how many people are in the seats, how many people are rooting for who. They don't care what the building looks like. They don't care what city it's in. All they're concerned about is one thing. An emotionally authentic fan cares about winning. That's it. And for you Falcons fans that fit that description, I feel terrible for you. My heart breaks for you. I'm not mad at the fake fan because that's what the other guy is. Oh, I gotta bet on how many uh, you know passer rating in the first half and hedge my bet in this. Don't care about that. I'm not mad at you, but I don't care about you. You're fake. You're just you get you're just in it for other cheap thrills. I'm talking about the real Atlanta Falcons authentic emotional fans that had to have been. I don't know how you slept. I don't know how you slept since then that was terrible and i wish you luck going forward but not at the expense of my titans and it's almost baseball this is the most downloaded most listened to and most easily accessible podcast in the city of chattanooga my name is brian stone this is cracker i pulled this disc out and was listening to it berkeley to bakersfield uh this tune's called uh, waited my whole life i just figured to go with cracker today 
um, as uh, I usually have a reason for playing stuff. Nah, don't really have one today. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you how many people actually support Donald Trump and what percentage of the country that is on the Stone On Air podcast. The way you wake up, leave your hair all a mess. Driving me crazy, girl, I must confess. If there's a fault, I can't find it with you. Stone on Air will be right back. This is cool. StoneOnAir.com We will fight you from the mountains And we will fight you in the streets And we will fight you from the valleys You cannot take what is The song's called Torches and Pitchforks And we will fight your goons and lawyers And we will fight your Pinkertons And we will fight your bot off Congressman you cannot take Now there's this narrative in, out there It's been going for a while now About how you, you need to We all need to get along We all need to get along We're not all going to get along And this idea that if somebody is fundamentally opposite Basically there's a lot of people between the last couple administrations that feel like those administrations were fundamentally opposite of what they think. I think that's a fair statement to say aloud. And this idea that you're supposed to just abandon your principles for the sake of, I don't know, fake uh, agreement is not a very good approach. And most people aren't going to go along with that. And it started that that's the new world order of politics in this country in the 21st century. It's been that way. Really, I think it pretty much started with the, the hanging chads down in Florida, you know, 17 years ago. And that was a, a contested election for a month and a half or however long it was after um, after election night with the with the recounts in Florida and the courts involved and all that. I think it started there. Then there was the 9-11 uh, attacks and then. That kind of brought it back together, but at the same time started to tear things apart over the next half decade. And by the end of the George Bush presidency, half the country hated him. And then, of course, we all know how the Obama administration went because it just ended. Half the country hates his guts and, 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 and just trashed him left and right. And now it's just flipped and it's happening again. This isn't strange. You know, this isn't odd behavior of Americans. It's been happening the entire century, and it's going to continue to happen going forward. And so you do need to resist if you're against fundamentally what this administration is doing. You should. Don't go along. Don't just say, oh, 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 shucks. Okay, I guess I'll just wait for four years or eight years. No, no, resist, fight, be vocal. And so I say all that to say, because kind of referencing back from last week's podcast about how extreme politics don't last long term. And Republicans should should be very concerned about this. You should be. You're too wrapped up in being happy about having all this control right now. Be careful with how you use that control. You can easily lose it. Because the base of this presidency is not many people. This country is enormous. 318 million people. Have you ever thought to think how many people truly, truly supports Donald Trump and a lot of this radical rhetoric from him? How many do you think it is? I mean, obviously, you can look at the overall 
popular vote totals and say, well, okay, it's 62.9 million people. That's how many voted for Trump, right? So that's how many people support him. No, 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 no. You need to look at his primary. The primary are his, his real supporters. That's, that's, those are the important numbers to find, understand this radical president's agenda, who he's trying to appease. It's a very small amount of people, and I'm going to get to that number here in just a minute. Now, I know, again, the argument against this is, well, this happens every election cycle. There's always a primary. So when, once the primary is over, everybody shifts, and then they go for whoever, was, whoever won the primary. And while that is true, don't you dare pretend like this is normal. Don't you try to spin back to me that this scenario we're in right now is anything but a new normal and new precedents to be set going forward. I'm not concerned about other primaries and other, and, and other hundreds of years of research. This is different. So I went through his, the, the primary and went state by state. I mean, it's right here in my hand. Pieces of paper, keystroke to word. Went through and did the math, got out a calculator, and he won the primary, clearly, obviously, and the presidency. But a lot of them were really close. The ones he lost, Alaska, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Michigan, Minnesota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Texas, Utah, and Wisconsin. States that were very close, like within a thousand or two votes. Kentucky, Louisiana, Vermont, Virginia. So I put them all down here and I added them all up. And I got the amount, the number of votes that Donald Trump got during the primary, which I believe is his true, real Die hard support. So let's start with some other numbers real quick to put all this stuff in perspective. There's 318 million people in this country. 318 million. 218 million are eligible voters. Registered voters are 146 million, meaning that 33% of eligible voters are not registered. And that's for, if you're not registered, stop the podcast right now. Stop. Go get registered. Jesus, I don't care if you vote, but get registered if you're not. So hit stop right now and go get registered. In 2016, there was 136 million votes for the president of the United States, which is roughly about half of the country. So half of the country either isn't eligible or and or isn't voting. Trump got 62.9. Clinton got 65.8. That's 2.9 million difference in the overall popular popular vote. And I'm not this guy who's saying, oh, well, the uh, you know, electoral college is, is, is ridiculous. It's got to go. You know, half the people saying that don't even understand how the electro- electoral college works. That's not the point of this. The point is perspective on percentages of Donald Trump's core base. In 2016, in the GOP primaries, Donald Trump, 14 million votes. 14 million votes for Donald Trump in the GOP primaries. 14, my number came up with 14,009,681. So we'll round it to 14 million. That's 6% of eligible voters in America. That is 10% of registered voters in America. That is 4% of the population of the United States of America. 14 million votes in the primary, 6% of eligible voters, that's 10% of registered voters, and it's 4% of the entire population of the country. What, am I, what is my point? What am I saying? Perspective. That's all I'm saying. There's a very, very small amount, I mean a minuscule amount of people that are in support 
of this extremist, radical, political stance, political actions, and ideology. A tiny, absolutely almost can't see it small percentage of the country. That's why it won't hold up. And it'll go back Democrat over the next two to four years. He might get two terms. He very well might. I actually think most presidents probably deserve at least two terms. Sometimes with like, like the idea of a six-year presidency instead of a four. Can't get a whole lot done. He might get two terms. But in, in eight years, it's going to go right back to the Democrats. And we're just going to go back and forth and back and forth. And that's the one thing that is going to stay normal about this. Because that's what's been happening for the last hundred years anyway. With the what would be considered the old normal. So I guess my point is, if you're terrified about things, which you shouldn't be terrified, concerned for sure, terrified, no, don't live your life in fear. This will shift. This will change. This will pass. Especially because they're relying on their radical ideas when only really about 4% of the entire country actually believe in most of that stuff. Only 10% of the people who actually have the power to vote and 6% if the damn lazy a-holes that aren't registered get registered. That's nothing, man. That is a tiny, tiny, tiny amount of people. And it will shift. So if you're a Republican, you should be worried about travel bans and punishment for women who get abortions or terribly critical of of media and trying to, to, to muzzle free press. You should be concerned about this because it's not going to hold up. It will not hold up. The, pa- the power of our democracy is too strong. It bent. It didn't break. It bent, and it'll fix itself. I said it last week. Give him some rope. Give Donald Trump some rope. He'll hang himself with it. Well, that's all I got. I'm going to put the wraps on things. This is the Stone on Air podcast for February 8th. Is it the 8th already? It is. 2017. This is the most downloaded, listened to, and most easily accessible show. Like, share, and always love, and rate and review if you get a chance. Hopefully see you down at Finley Stadium at the First Tennessee Pavilion. A lot of cool stuff going on into the new year. Do not be a fraud. Don't be fraudulent. It's so easy not to be. Be authentic, because the truth is incredibly easy to remember. And as bigger things continue to happen in 2017 in this space, I ask you to continue to watch it. We'll see you. Bye. Yes, we will fight you from the mountains and